Playwrights Local and Radio on the Lake Theater present Family Markers, written by Faye Shallaton, directed by Fred Sternfeld, featuring Mary Alice Beck and John Busser. The setting is Father's Day 2010, a Jewish cemetery in Cleveland. And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hopefully with better parking. Oh, geez. Hi. No. Bad time, actually. Visiting Dad. I I did. But I made the mistake of watering, and it weighs a ton. He'll know I put your name on the card. Bye. (sighs) Hey, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Brought geraniums. Sorry about the pink. There was a run on all the guy colors this weekend. Go figure. Hmm. Big doings over in section 36 today. Must be 150 people over there. All of whom evidently drove by themselves. You should see where I had to park. On the bright side, I got all my steps in. Nan sends her best. She's good. I'm good too. Mostly cleaning these days. Sorting, tossing thinking about writing my memoir, or, depending on the day, hurling myself off the Valley View Bridge. Feel free to jump in at any time. Hello? Jesus! Sorry, I didn't... You scared me! I I apologize. You you shouldn't sneak up on people. It won't happen again. Anyway, you picked a bad time. It sounded like you two were winding down. I, I, I can be less annoying. It's just that there's not a lot of foot traffic in this little enclave. Is that a fact? Find a stone on any one of these markers. That should tell you something. We could fix that. What are you doing? I got stones. Take however many you need. I was just making a point. Be that as it may. No charge. Uh. Pretty big funeral, huh? Uh, But it'll be a quick one. They found the only rabbi in Cleveland who doesn't get paid by the word. You were over there? I I was. Someone you knew? As a kid, yeah. My turn to be sorry, then. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. Still? He moved away in junior high. How old? Like me, 60. My dad was 60 also, but only for a month. It's too young. Definitely sad, but not what you'd call tragic. Excuse me? Tragic's for someone whose life's still ahead of him. Louis' death was just plain sad. You think he knows? Who's paying respects? Yeah, I do, actually. What about who comes visit after? And who doesn't? Hmm. Your friend has been sick. Really, we were just kids together. But don't you think those bonds are as meaningful as the friends you made since? More so, now that you mention it. Well then, I'm doubly sorry. Even if it's just plain sad. What? You gonna introduce me? What? To your family. I assume they all belong to you. Seriously? You mentioned that they don't get a ton of company. I have no way of knowing that, really. I I actually moved away... Years ago. Well, I could be company if needed. What are you looking for? 
Alan Funt. Uh, you'd have to channel him. He's been gone since the 90s. So, so tell me, row one, left to right, who's who in the Morris clan? If it's privacy you're worried about, it's all online now anyway, right? Um, my dad, Nathan, Nate, my Aunt Millie, and Uncle Saul, their sister Teresa, and her husband, poor guy. Arnold. Never got a word in. And row two? Between the shrubs, their parents, my grandparents, Leah and Leopold. And in row three, you've got Uncle Oscar and Aunt Lil, Uncle Simon and Aunt Frida, and Uncle Bud, who was never married. No shock there. How cool they were that close. (laughs) Actually, on this side of the grass, they fought like cats and dogs. But they could never pass up a group discount. The family that pays together. (laughs) Something like that. I wouldn't know. My dad died pretty much on his own when I was ten. That's awful tragic, actually. For me, anyway. So, uh, tell me about your dad. Okay. You know what? Fine. I'll leave you two alone. (sighs) I believe it was his turn to speak. And take your stupid stones! (sighs) Self-made. Ornery. Extremely short fuse. Serious smoker, dangerous drinker, gambler, everything to excess. Peck's bad boy. Excuse me? I don't know why I said that. I haven't heard that in years. I don't even know what it means. What are you doing? Googling Peck's Uh, bad boy. I always figured it meant somebody was an embarrassment, at least for the Pecks. Huh. Close enough. Since you think he's listening, I'll share one of his prouder achievements. When he went to rehab in Hazelden, it's an AA facility in Minnesota. I'm familiar with Hazelden. He was the first patient to ever escape. No ID, no cash, no car, but he managed to get to the Minneapolis airport and fly home. (laughs) That was his life. Fast, furious. Of course he paid the price. Had his first MI at 45. A family curse. Heart disease. He lost five brothers before they hit 50. You've already met them. Saul, Oscar, Simon, and Bud. That's only four. There was one more. Bernard. Uncle Barney. He was 49. Where's he? Nobody knows. The only one who lived to ripe old age was the oldest one. Teresa. Family called her tree to her face, sister superior behind her back. I I'm sorry, this this must be boring you to tears. What are you staring at? Nancy or Leah. Beg your pardon? Leah, right? You'd be about sixty-five now. Man, you held up pretty well. Who are you? I believe we're named for the same grandparents. Leon? It's Lee now, but yeah. My God. All grown up. Oh my God, little Leon. Oh, wait till I tell my sister. Leon, oh, what happened to your red hair? Same thing happened to yours. Oh, I 
always had a soft spot for you, you know? You did? Who do you think taught you how to count to ten? Oh, well, I guess I owe you. I've used that a lot. Pressure job? Uh, landscaping, so no. Not once I abandoned the carriage trade. Pushed too many buttons. Wife? Kids? Divorced. And she got them. You? Mm, same. Kids long gone and far away. It sucks. But my first grandchild's due this month. About time. Mm, you got that right. <laughs> you work? Retired. I taught high school in Akron. Math? How'd you guess? This from the girl who taught me to count. Mm. So, uh, Nancy's okay? She's in Maine. Also retired. What about Betsy? Gone. 1990. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Just dropped dead one day in her kitchen. God. The family curse. Oh, she had to be the coolest teenager on the planet. I mean, nobody was allowed in her bedroom. <laughs> she had a lock on the door. You remember that? I remember everything. Little Leon. I shave now. Drive, too. Sorry. Lee. You know, we weren't allowed to talk to you. Yeah, we figured. You were all dead to us. Yeah, another tragedy. But you know what happened, of course. Suppose you tell me. You honestly don't know. Not your version. <sighs> Something happened. No shit. Right here, oddly enough. I'm listening. From what I understand, your dad was buried here, next to Uncle Saul's plot. But soon after the funeral, the body mysteriously up and disappeared. Really? Yeah. Somebody just moved him. No forwarding address, and the trail ended there. So you're really hearing this for the first time? Go on. Anyway, besides being a nasty shock, it wasn't a very Jewish thing to do. I wasn't aware that anyone in that family was particularly observant. It was a scandal, Leon. You don't mess with a body. Everyone suspected it was your mother. I mean, who would think little Gilda? Was anyone in my family big enough to escape that moniker? <laughs> so tell me, why did the rest of us have to die? I just remember that one day my dad said we weren't allowed to talk to you and Betsy again. He said if anybody asked if we were related, we were supposed to say no. We lived in the same community. I hated it, believe me. I even came up with my own narrative. I said, we used to be cousins, but now we aren't. Oh, that's much better. It always managed to change the subject. So it worked for you? No, it... It didn't work. We only learned the truth after Aunt Tree died. I never dared hope we'd have this discussion. Tell me, is Aunt Gilda still alive? No. No, oh, I actually liked her. Oh? She had a rubber face. She was so funny. That's your memory of her? Oh, she was the only one of them who ever got her into a pool past her ankles. I mean, she was like one of the kids. Now I look back on it, she probably wanted to be as far removed from the adults as possible. Did she ever, you know, say anything? About? How she felt about us? But you knew. All doubt was gone after Dad died. When we got home from his shiva, the first thing she did was get rid of our doormat. She said, 
No more doormats in this house ever again. You remember that? Betts did. She was kind of the family historian. Well, losing a husband is pretty traumatic. So I'm told. What did you mean by when we got home from the Shiva? It wasn't at our house, Leah. Aunt Tree ran the show. She declared our place too small and moved it to her house. Like we were toxic or something. Only compounding your mom's loss. You know... You know mom and dad were divorcing when he died. What? They'd all but signed the papers. You're serious. Got pretty ugly with the custody battle and all. Okay, slow down. I had to tell a judge which parent I wanted to live with. What about Betsy? She was already 18, so it wasn't an issue for her. I have only the vaguest memories of your dad. Just that he was always so serious. More like totally spent. He worked three jobs. I, I can't picture him smiling. You only saw him at family gatherings where he never measured up. As you've pointed out, we were all little. And they made you choose the better parent. No contest, actually. I hope you didn't blame yourself for anything. Like what? Oh, I assume you picked your mother. Actually, I picked Dad. But a week later, he kind of dropped dead. (gasps) Oh my god. Yep, I got Gilda, my first runner-up. No lock on my door. Of course, there was none on the liquor cabinet either. Whenever Betts came back for a visit, we'd actually come here. This was our yard. But he'd been moved. But you knew that, right? Hmm. Your mom wouldn't tell you where? Nope. And she had sworn Goldman, the caretaker, to secrecy. Was she allowed to do that? She owned the plot. She could do whatever the hell she wanted. So where exactly did you visit? I mean, this place is enormous. Have a seat, Leah. Oh, I I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Fine. Look around. It's so green and calm. Plus, all the headstones had our name on them, right? Over time, it became kind of a history project. Seeing who had checked in since our last visit. Making up stories about all of them. Wondering if they still weren't speaking to us. Nobody ever blamed you guys. A moot point. But I'm guessing they let bygones be bygones. And now, as you've pointed out, look how badly their own kids and grandkids have ignored them. All but you, of course. Mm. I stop when I'm in town. He's lucky there's no decent deli in Akron. I love that you always leave something living and trust that nature will take care of it. <gasps> oh. So you've been coming here for 50 years. 50 years this weekend, with time out for bad behavior. Come to think of it, I might have had Uncle Nate's bed at Hazelden. And then Aunt Gilda dies, with all her secrets. Like the one that's bugging you? Yes, damn it. Where exactly is he? She didn't have to say. Bets figured it out. Well, tell me already. Scoot over. Uh, Come on. uh, You're sitting on him. What? (laughs) I confirmed it 15, maybe 16 years ago. Goldman was about to retire, and he was ready to spill. Seems the Friday after the funeral, my mother had Dad exhumed knowing that Sister Superior would make her annual Father's Day visit two days later. Say what you will about the woman, she paid her respects like clockwork. Anyway, she'd discover the empty hole in the ground, and pandemonium would ensue, which, of course, it did. And the next day, Mom had Goldman put Dad back in the grave, but with no marker. 
There was to be no mention of his name anywhere. The grass would grow over, generations would pass, the puzzle would always be missing a piece. End of story. Why would she have done something like that? The obvious reason was just a big fuck you to her sister-in-law. <laughs> a second theory is pure economics. You know, why buy again what you already paid for? <laughs> but my take? I think she just wanted the family to keep walking all over him in perpetuity. That's so Greek. Gilda liked the classics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I feel I should apologize for everything. No need. In fact, I'm in your debt. Whatever for. My C in algebra. I can only take credit for teaching you one to ten. You had Mr. Schuster, right? Oh, God, yeah. Ninth grade. You must have been a freaking whiz. Well, in math. I had to take remedial French. Well, I couldn't get A equals B squared minus three to save my life. But Schuster remembered you fondly. Said we even looked alike with our red hair. I filled his head with all the great stuff you were doing in college and promised to send his best regards every time he mentioned your name. That C saved my ass. There are worse families, you know. I see him all the time. Have you considered finally setting a stone for him? You sound like my therapist. Mm, actually, I sound like mine. Look, I know where he is. My kids know. God knows. And it makes a much better story if the grave's unmarked. <laughs> you work nearby? Why? I, I don't know. Maybe we could grab a corned beef sandwich sometime. Maybe on your lunch hour, if you can get away. I work here, Leah. I supervise the grounds. I dare you to find a weed. My dad couldn't stand weeds. A genetic link? Not the only one. Mm. Anyway, they're winding down and I'm on traffic detail. Uh, well, wait. At least take my card. What? You didn't change your name. Uh, I kept it. As a reminder of everything that could go wrong. That's a long list. Oh, tell me about it. I've been clean eight years now. Good on you. I'm still working on my temper. <laughs> I hear that's the last thing to go. Oh, I hope not. All evidence to the contrary. And all the drama was for what, exactly? Beats me. I still avoid anyone who's impressed by his own net worth. In the end, they all get the same six feet. They missed out on so much. Call me? You've already lost more than 30 cousins, Lee. Dozens more if you count their kids. And you're the one who anointed himself their caretaker. Supervisor. Say hey to your sister. I'll send your best regards. Ah, you're going to have to help me up unless you're prepared to maintain me in perpetuity. On the count of three? Mm. Two, three, hup! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Lee, how would your dad feel about a pot of gender-neutral geraniums? Validated. But uh, wouldn't Nate mind? After 50 years, he'd probably say it's about time. But I could use a hand for the move. Whoa. Two, three, hup. Oh, I watered it. Sorry. Over here? Uh, a little to the left, where Aunt Tree can see it. And now uh, I really gotta scoot. 
It's Father's Day. Yeah. He died on your birthday, didn't he? He did. It sucked. Big time. Uh, hug? Mm. Hey. Thanks for remembering. I remember everything. You've been listening to Family Markers by Faye Shallaton, directed by Fred Sternfeld, featuring Mary Alice Beck as Leah and John Busser as Lee. Special thanks to Cantor Kathy Sebo, with sound design and editing by John Watts. Family Markers was produced by Playwrights Local of Cleveland, Ohio, in partnership with Radio on the Lake Theater of Shaker Heights, Ohio. For more information, visit playwrightslocal.org. This recording is copyright 2021 by Playwrights Local, and the script is copyright 2020 by Faye Shallaton.